0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Harmonious World. My name is Hilary Seabrook and for this episode, I'm joined by violinist Rachel barton Pine. Rachel's album, Violin Concertos by Black Composers Through the Centuries, marks the 25th anniversary of her previous album, works by classical and romantic composers of African descent. These are new recordings of wonderful works. This album includes performances by the Royal Scottish National Orchestra and the Encore Chamber Orchestra of the Chicago Youth Symphony Orchestra. The former is conducted by Jonathan Hayward and the latter by Daniel Hage. The four composers heard on this album are Joseph Boulogne, Jose White Lafitte, Samuel Coleridge Taylor and Florence Price. These are more than just interesting because of the African heritage. They are just beautiful pieces of classical music. This album is out now on Cedille Records and Rachel is their best-selling artist. I'm very much looking forward to speaking to Rachel and I hope you enjoy listening to the conversation. Hello, welcome to this episode of Harmonious World. Thank you so much for joining me, Rachel. Thanks for having me on. That's great. So I would love to talk to you about this new album, Violin Concertos, by Black composers through the centuries, because there's a very interesting timeline, isn't there?
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, I made the album 25 years ago, and at that time, I was actually at one of the libraries where I was doing my research, and I was shown a single page of a manuscript of a violin concerto by Florence Price and told that it was a hopeless situation, that many, many of her works were considered permanently lost. They would never be found. They would never be played. They would never be heard. and. So, what a miracle that a whole treasure trove of her manuscripts was rediscovered just a few years ago in an old trunk in an abandoned farmhouse. I mean, it's like you can't make something like that up. It's <laughs> too incredible. And it turned out to be, of course, every bit as great as I had hoped. And so, in a way, this is the album I would have made 25 years ago if only I'd been able. So,
0: it's a dream come true. It's amazing, isn't it? Because I think that original album, and then this, the 25th anniversary, is only enhanced by time.
1: Yeah, so in 92, I was actually invited to give the modern-day world premiere of a recently rediscovered concerto by a French composer from the classical period, late 1700s. At the time, it was thought that the Chevalier de Montemont was a Black composer because his name was always... um, You know, appended with Lenoir. And there was no existing visual image of him, a painting or anything like that. Um, So, the leading scholars all um, considered him to be a composer of African descent, because really, what other conclusion could you come to if somebody is called Lenoir? But (laughs) years later, after I had already recorded his concerto on my album, of course, it turned out that he rode in a regiment of the French army that all used black horses. So, (laughs) apparently then Lenoir was referring not to his melanin, but to his mount. Uh, It's still a charming concerto but it's it's kind of hilarious you know the way these things go in musicology because the the composer that literally sparked my interest in black composers was probably not black at all but but hey he led me to all these other great composers so why not so when i was making my first concerto record in 97 um i just really Thought you know, I wanted. Of course, since then I've, I've recorded all you know, Brooke, Mendelssohn, Beethoven, Brahms, all the famous ones. But at the time, I wanted to start off with something maybe not quite as well known, um, because I was still a very young artist, and I you know wanted to find pieces that were absolutely great that I could reintroduce to the public. And so I went to see if there were any more com- concertos by Black composers, just because it seemed like. This could be um, an area, you know, it's funny, I was way back then, I wasn't thinking of inclusion or social justice or anything. I was just like, on the hunch for awesome violin repertoire that had been, you know, perhaps overlooked. And I indeed, I found some, some just absolutely first rate music, the Chevalier de Saint-Georges, who we all, you know, are starting to know and love more and more as the years go on. Um, but back then, almost nobody knew he had ever existed, um, the great Afro-French composer from the time of Mozart, who was actually an inspiration to Mozart, and one of the greatest swordsmen in Europe, one of the greatest violinists and composers in all of France, just a brilliant violinist and composer, Jose White, um, the great Afro-Cuban composer from the time of Vietam and Vinyowski, who wrote um absolutely first-rate virtuoso violin concerto with gorgeous melodies and incredible Paganini-esque fireworks. And then um, you know. England's own Samuel Coleridge Taylor uh, who was the great Victorian composer who wrote such gorgeous melodies and lush orchestration and so it was really very exciting just from the perspective of being a fan of the violin being a fan of classical music to have these pieces that no doubt would have been part of the standard rep all along if not for deliberate historic discrimination and so You know, the album came out and it it really was life-changing for me because I started getting asked to serve on diversity panels and um, getting asked for other repertoire by students and parents and teachers. And that launched the Music by Black Composers project that my foundation has been involved in since 2001. And it's just been so exciting to collect literally hundreds of great pieces and be able to share them with students and performers. And um, yeah, so so this was, you know, I just thought I was recording this repertoire because it was this great music, but it turned out, um, you know, to be something that, public was really eager to know more about and um it's been really an amazing journey and so sort of re re releasing the album with an updated set list is um really a great way to you know catch the attention of of yet more people who maybe didn't notice the album 25 years ago but are eager to discover these great pieces and and these days you know actually looking for them which has been an absolute you know wonderful thing to see how far the world has come in the years since it was first released
0: yes indeed and and from a sociological if you will perspective this is fascinating isn't it but also so musically um can you notice the difference in the because presumably the original recordings were remastered for this album were they I don't believe
1: so. I mean, Sadie okay. Records has always been renowned for its audiophile quality sound, um, and yeah, I mean it's it's really fun to see how the the original recordings still stand up, definitely Ooh. in terms. Well, of, absolutely um, recorded sound. And um, now, my approach to the classical period has definitely evolved. But you know, when I listen back, especially to the Jose White and Coleridge Taylor, I yeah, you know, I'm like, you know that I that still sounds like me. I mean, as an artist, you know, you always try to continue to improve. That's why our profession is so much more fun than sports where I would be long past my decline at this point instead I can hope that if I keep working hard and exploring my art, I can be better in 10 years and even better in 20 years and you know, certainly I consider myself to be, you know, hopefully <laughs> a more interesting artist than I was 25 years ago. But yet, you know, I still feel like these interpretations, um, you know, seem like like my personality. And, you know, obviously the, the technique was there. And yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> yes. Past
0: and present. Yes. Uh, so it's only the Florence Price piece that is newly recorded.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of a miracle that we got that in the can, as they say, because, um, you know, we were still hot in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, everybody, I think it had, um, you know, one vaccination at that point, not all of our boosters yet. It was January of 2022 and you know we have every member of the rsno and i you know we were taking rapid tests every single morning before going to the studio and strategizing you know what do we do if we lose a bassoonist and you know it was kind of crazy like um that it all actually you know that we even pulled it off under those circumstances the stars were definitely aligned that everything went as smoothly as it did
0: yes Absolutely, and so why why the Scottish Orchestra?
1: Oh well, I mean, I always love any opportunity to go back to Scotland. Being a a long time Scottish fiddler and and a fan of all things Scotland, <laughs> but um, <laughs> the RSNO and I had um, made a previous album together. Actually, besides having given various performances over the years, and um, we recorded the uh, my Dvořák and Catchaturian album. Um, which was my last concerto release. And just thinking about, you know, I try to mix it up, record different albums with different orchestras, but it was like, okay, here we are smack in the middle of the pandemic. Maybe it makes sense to go back to a studio that I already know and a bunch of folks that I know are awesome. And, you know, certainly working with them a second time was um, almost an even greater pleasure because we already knew each other. And it was just like, you know, let's, let's get to work. Let's, let's make something great. and, yeah. So it was yeah. really fun.
0: And are you making, do you have any plans to perform these or are they, are these part of your repertoire, your concert repertoire? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. So I've been lucky to do the
1: Saint-Georges many, many times over the years. And, you know, the fact that it has a classical period orchestration, of course, makes it very flexible to bring to both Symphony orchestra contexts as well as chamber orchestra contexts and even period instrument orchestra. Um so lots of opportunities to play that one. The Jose White Concerto has been a thorn in my side for all of these decades because I absolutely love it. I think it's just such a masterpiece. And Every time I get invited to play Vinyowski, um, you know, or something like that, I always say, hey, would you consider instead doing this concerto by his classmate and colleague, which is every bit as great and so exciting that it's by an Afro-Cuban composer, give you a wonderful chance to connect with your African-American public, your Latino public, etc. And, you know, orchestras are caught in this bind or at least have been for all these years where... You know, they don't want to play something for their audience that the audience doesn't already know and love. Of course, they have to sell tickets to survive. and, And it was very disheartening, even if it was a return engagement where the public in that town already knew me. The orchestras didn't want to take a risk. And I just started to despair. And I said, I'll know the world has finally changed if I ever convince an orchestra to do the Jose White Concerto. Not one single professional orchestra ever did it with me from the time I made the album in 97 up till now. And now it's like everything has completely flipped. Uh, It's not a question of me twisting orchestra's arms. In fact, I've had a number of orchestras now approach me on their own initiative and invite me to play the Jose White concerto. So this is very happy, you know, with everything yeah. going bad in the world these days or being of concern in our society, it's like, okay, at least one thing has definitely improved. And so this is just a extremely joyful development. The Florence Price, of course, I'm booked to play with a number of orchestras and I have high high hopes that you know the Coleridge Taylor will perhaps start to be substituted for Dvorak or Beethoven romances as the years go on, and um, but seeing the Jose White concerto, that people are starting to embrace it, and indeed, as I always predicted, audience of of course totally love it when you're on stage playing it for them you know it gets gets great applause it's that kind of a piece so yeah yeah. so this is this is really really great and I you know I hope that not only will I continue to play these pieces as a regular part of my rotating repertoire but I hope that some of my other colleagues uh, many of my other colleagues will um, pick these pieces up themselves and start to play them and wouldn't that be great to just you know because one of the things that neglected repertoire lacks is just the whole conversation having a variety of different interpretations floating out there in the world i mean i play it the way i believe in the way i like but i'm sure there are other ideas i haven't thought of or things that might work for somebody else even if they don't work for me and it wouldn't be great to hear these pieces just played in a number of different ways and really explore their potential so that's i think
0: the next horizon brilliant that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Rachel. I, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Oh, well, thanks
1: so much for having me on. And I would be remiss if I didn't make sure everybody knew about music by black That's the RBP foundation's website specifically for our music by black composers project. And not only do we have various, Uh, publications for young people, but we actually have just a tremendous number of free resources for everyone, music lovers, players, teachers on our website, podcasts, children's books, presentation materials. We have directories of more than 300 living composers and more than 150 historic composers, repertoire databases, and all kinds of good stuff. So I hope everybody gets a chance to explore musicbyblackcomposers.org. Fantastic. Thank you. And I
0: will share that in the link in the show notes as well. Wonderful. Thank you for joining me once more for Harmonious World. It was a pleasure to talk to Rachel Barton Pine. At the start of the podcast, you were listening to Samuel Coleridge-Taylor's Romance in G Major for violin and orchestra. And now this is the Florence Price Violin Concerto Number no. 2. Thank you once more for joining me on Harmonious World and I hope you have an excellent week and that 2023 is being very kind to you.